Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Neon Talk. I'm your host Paige Hardy and this is episode number 59. Today on Neon Talk we will be having a guest named Zero. I am very very excited but before we get into our guest and while we wait for a few of you to hop on the live stream I'm gonna go ahead and get into some Neon news. So First, in the background going on right now, I do actually have our guest's music. You can go find him on Spotify at The Real Zero, but it's the with an A instead of an E. Um, so we've got him rocking in the background right now. Uh, last week on Neon Talk, we had Yuki San. So if you missed that, you can go check it out on our little video tab over here on Facebook. Um, it was pretty good. We had some technical difficulties, but other than that, all around great show. So go check it out. Um, CDM, EDM artist, if you're interested, you know. Um, aside from that, I'm going to keep mentioning it. We are still working on our Twitch that will be getting up and running here soon. We've just been kind of focusing on the holiday season. As you guys know, we did just drop our our Halloween collection, which we are completely sold out of part one. Um, I think we might have maybe one left of, uh, I think, Pestilence, but that would be about it. And then our part two collection of War and Famine. I mean, we're down to like six and ten, so I mean, there's less War. So um, definitely go grab those and check those out if you're interested. And uh, I see Yuki-san down in the comments. Thank you for coming on. Again, it was an absolute blast. Um, and speaking of kind of not missing out on things for anybody who did miss out on that past interview, upcoming another project that I'm working on, which I slightly mentioned last week, uh, a fundraising event that's going on around Thanksgiving time. If you live in the Raleigh area, uh, we have a bar called Isaac Hunters. It's where we have our uh, Tuesday uh, EDM events currently, which is called Sabrosa, and it'll eventually flow into that. But it's a fundraising event uh, through the Raleigh Rescue Mission, who helps the homeless get back into society, get them GEDs, jobs, housing, and as well as has a thrift store. So they do a lot for the community, and I want to help give back. So if anybody's in the area and they want to come, we should be posting up a flyer here within the next week. So Stay tuned for that. I'm super, super excited, guys. There'll be, there'll be music, raffle baskets, um, all that fun stuff. So I'll get into that another day. Um, and other than that, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Uh, our guest today is currently residing in Boise, Idaho. He's been blessing the stage with his refreshingly and real honest music. Um, he's even been on the stage with artists such as Hobson, Lil Wayne, T.I., and more. Um, so let's... Please welcome our guest, Zero, once we get him on. Hello. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. I'm actually at uh, at work right now. They're letting me go on break. <laughs> oh, heck yes. They're awesome. Tell them I said thank you. Yeah, right. I will for sure. <laughs> so um, thank you for coming on to the show. Definitely glad that you were at least able to find some time to uh, to come talk to us. Yeah, definitely. Of course. Of course. So not a lot of people, you know, may not know you. You are a hip hop artist. You do spoken word, a little bit of soul, kind of, you know, have your fingers in a lot of different pies. Um, I, I guess, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't, right? Um, yeah. Let's kind of start back in the beginning. You know, you were born in California and now you're over in Idaho. So when did music yeah. kind of start for you throughout that whole process? Uh, um, so I've 
I've been into music for a long time now. Uh, I <laughs> I used to write rhymes like back in the day, like anybody in uh, in middle school or high school, and uh, yeah, just like you're you want to be cool, like rolling in my '64 type, you know, type music. And um, oh, yeah. I never took I never took it serious. I was just more so um, trying to pass by the time, trying trying to fit in with everybody. You know what I mean? And uh, it it didn't really push out for me until about 2011, 2012. Um, I had uh, moved to uh, to Idaho, um, you know, unfortunately went, went through separation and a divorce and I was just in a really, really bad spot in my life and uh, drinking overshadowed everything. And so my my only positive outlet was trying to to write it out, to, to do poetry, to somewhat find um, uh, some musical inspiration, you know what I mean? And uh, mm -hmm. I wound up writing just a buttload of uh, very emo poetry, which was <laughs> super embarrassing. Oh, yeah. But uh, my, my mentor out here, uh, his name is Max Pham Nguyen. Um, he, uh, we, we'd always chat, and I was a hip-hop instructor at the time, a dancer. And uh, he's a, a fellow dancer as well. And um, he just motivated me. He's like, look, man, you got, some, you got some really good things to say. And, you know, you should try put be be brave put it behind the instrumental so i i did that and from there it was just a wrap um i i liked how it it brought chills when i delivered a word a certain way because i wasn't just speaking it at this point i liked how uh if i like made my voice raspy speaking some point I, the people's eyes would raise like whoa did you mm. just yell at me like it would grab their attention and i didn't realize how much control music had over people how much influence had over people until I started creating it because I it, it wasn't in the sense to create to control it was a create to inspire create to to motivate and mm -hmm. doing that for myself ended up motivating multiple people and it was it was a blessing it was a, a wrap from there hell yeah literally <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right? um you know, I wanted, I have something else on my list next, but I really want to jump into kind of what you said about the whole inspiration thing, you know, watching all of yeah. your videos that you do have out. I know you don't have a wider range of music videos out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of slacking. <laughs> hey, you know, it happens. It, we, it, it takes time. Yeah. It takes money. It takes a lot. Yeah, it I mean, does. It is, I'm being it is a photographer. I, I know videography a little bit and that's, that's a whole different world. I, I get it. Um, right, right. But out of all those music videos, you know, I'm going to ask you a little bit about, you know, the Suicide Letter and um, uh, Mad World and Top of the World and everything. But the one out of all of it that actually gave me chills was the um, the machine, the machine gun rap, the machine. Um, the oh, spoken uh, word that you uh, I literally God, just watched it. it. I can't remember the uh, Jim, Jim State Challenge. Was it the one with no cursing? and? Yeah. No, no, that wasn't the, that was the music video. It was when you were actually on stage, you were doing, it was about um, a video that I, I'd have to pull it up. Oh, but... I think I, uh, the Machine Gun Preacher. Yes. Machine Gun Preacher. Yeah, That's that, what it was. That was, that was kind of a trip because I had wrote that one right after I watched the movie and uh, you know, I, I was still, um, I was still in my, my drinking days. I'm, I'm sober now. I'm seven months sober now. Thank God. Congrats. And, uh, it uh, at that time, you know, for me, every anything that I watched or I experienced, uh, you know, under alcohol, it just had this big influence on me, this big impact that I, I felt like I have to I have to write about it. I have to speak about it so people know. And like people knew, like people watched the movie, you know what I mean? But yeah. uh, as I started writing it, um, it was getting harder and harder to write because it was 
a not my experiences like i i haven't experienced what i was talking about in that in that song and mm -hmm. b like it was real stuff like people mm -hmm. were dealing with that shit and uh for me like it it took a lot of courage and a lot of patience to to try to get that from pen to pad from pad to to vocal and then from vocal to to everybody else to the, the to the stage so mm -hmm. when I had performed that, I was literally shaking for the first minute or maybe minute wow. and a half because I was so nervous. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, my friend Quappy, uh, shout out Quappy, he like he got me on uh, uh, this show called Shades of Black out here in Boise, Idaho. They do it at Boise State, which mm -hmm. is super freaking amazing. And um, I, I started rapping it and the whole crowd was just dead silence. And I mean, performances before me, like everybody's screaming, everybody's dancing. And I'm just in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, they really don't like this right now. And it wasn't that. It was that they were really listening. They were staring. Mm -hmm. They were listening. They were absorbing the words. And uh, I think by the time I got to the final, the final last couple bars, I actually got to see into the crowd because I was just looking, like, around. And I actually yeah. got to see in the crowd. And there was, there was people tearing up. And it, it choked me up towards the end. I almost, like had to stop because I started tearing up and I'm a, yeah. I'm a very big empath. So if I, if I see emotion, if I feel emotion, I can, it just, it takes over, you know what I mean? 100%. And it was, uh, it was really cool. And I've only, weirdly, I've only performed that song one time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm sure it definitely differs, you know, starting off there really compared to the amount of opportunities you've been giving now with your music, very the amount true, of artists that you've shared the stage with and everything. I mean, I'm sure it's also kind of nice to, reflect back to and just think you know how nervous you were back then but you know you've oh, been able God, to move so yeah. many more people <laughs> since then you know yeah it's it's been really cool man and I, I I try to tell like a lot of up and coming rappers out here too like people will message me or they'll ask like you know what do I do like how do I get to there how do I get over the the, uh, the jitters you know what I mean and for mm -hmm. me like I still don't get over them I, I embrace the hell out of them because if I don't get nervous before before I go to perform even if it's like two people 10 people, whatever. Like, if I don't get nervous before I perform, I'm not fully into it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, it, it feels like I don't care about this performance at this point. If I care about it, I truly get nervous because I, I want to make sure I put on a good performance for the one person, the 10 people, the 100 people, however it may be. And um, my, my first show, and I use this as an example all the time because I, this is legit true story and I, I'm not embarrassed to, to share it, but my first big show it was Hobson out here and it was a, a sold out show at the Revolution Concert House and it was um I want to say like a thousand maybe like close to a thousand people in there and I was just I was amped up I was good I, I got a little buzz going on I'm like I can handle this and they call my name and I start walking on the stage and as I get on the stage it's different from being in the crowd because I, yeah. like, I saw that all those faces legit almost pooped myself that is no lie like legit <laughs> almost pooped myself I was trying to let out a fart it did not come out that way and I got scared I got very scared and I'm that's dead honest with you <laughs> but, great. Uh, but I try to tell everybody like after the first song after the first or second song you have to you get you get comfortable but you have to build a relationship with the crowd that mm -hmm. it, it it just it's a wrap from there you know what I mean and it's really yeah. really cool to to have that process every time you perform, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, before I ask you something else, one thing, you know, I've heard this, I can't remember who it's from, but uh, yeah. I heard once that basically nerves is just uh, anxiety or just anxious, you're excited. You're, um, you're, nerves is you're just, just a different way of thinking about it. 
yeah, yeah. You're either A, wanting to get it the hell over with because you're so amped up, <laughs> or B, you're just like, you know, you're you're overthinking. It. And like exactly. us as artists, that that's why we're artists. We overthink the <laughs> yes. simplest, the simplest shit, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, I, I think it's it's a good thing to have. Once you embrace it, everything's it's it's a piece of cake from there. So, you know, speaking of embracing stuff, I'm sure there's a lot within your music that yeah. couldn't have been easy to express to the world because your music seems very personable. It seems, you know, it is very into, you know, your life and your experiences. Um, yeah. Unlike that one performance. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you released Suicide Letter in 2016, um, and yep. you released a music video with it as well, directed by Carrie Judd, uh, which is, the music video is awesome, by the way. Uh, very Thank you moving so much. as well. Um, what was the hardest part about creating the album and creating the music video, especially being your first album? Uh, the hardest part about creating the album was money, number one. <laughs> And then yeah. uh, just just the time and patience. Like I'm a very impatient guy, and I I've had to learn to to chill out and be okay with with saying, okay, this doesn't sound right. Let's go back and fix it. Versus like, okay, we got this done. Whatever, let's just go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, at that time too, like I was still dealing with uh, with alcohol. Alcohol has been a big big battler in my life. Like it's been a freaking headache. And you know, life's been good as of late. But during that time, it was every day drunk, every day, like trying to figure things out, writing lyrics. And, you know, a lot of the, the, the things that I speak in the album, they, they're shit that I've experienced, shit that I've went through, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, when it came to Suicide Letter, I was, uh, we were driving back from me and my ex-girlfriend, we were driving back from California and I was just sifting through instrumentals on uh, YouTube. Like, that's how I used to find instrumentals. Now I'm, like, lucky enough to know people. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, I was sifting through, and uh, Cinema Beats was one of my go-tos when I first started. Like, I didn't understand the whole concept of, you know, purchasing the beat and, you know, getting the tags off. I was like, fuck it. I just want to put music out, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I heard Suicide Letter. And, you know, as soon as the, the vocals came on on the chorus, I was just like, dude. Like this, this is a this is a really really you know impactful song, and it wasn't that I was thinking like, okay, I'm gonna write this and it's gonna be a banger and people are gonna love it. Like no, like this is gonna be a good good opportunity for me to vent, so I'm not bottling shit up. And yeah. um, when I presented the song to my bandmate Axiom, um, he was he was more than willing. He was more uh, like he wanted to be on board, and I uh, I through the idea for me to be the, the suicide for him to be the savior, like the one to try to help. Mm -hmm. And his verse, like I get chills. It's been years and I get chills every single time I hear the ending of his verse, look the devil in the eye and tell him not this spirit. And then like, it chokes me up even saying that because at that time when I first heard him uh, uh, record it, I legit bawled in the studio. I had to step out because I, it just, it hit me so hard. Powerful. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've told, you know, a few of my, my close friends and, uh, you know, it's for me now, it's not a big deal because life is, life is on a better course and it's on a better That song, like my intent was that be the final song and that mm -hmm. be it after, you know what I mean? And, uh, there was a, there was a night 3am I called Carrie and I, I just, I was like, what, what should I do? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see a point right now, you know what I mean? And he, 
sat up with me till probably about six and just chatted with me on the phone until I, I was fully there and, you know, comprehensive. And um, we shot, we did my album release at Knitting Factory, which shout out, Car- uh, shout out Carrie Judd and then shout out Gary, Gary at the Knitting Factory, because that boy has helped me through so much. Um, and he allowed me to have my album release there. And it was my first album release. We're expecting like a hundred people most. Like I was yeah. going to be cool with that. And we pulled in over 600 people. And nice. it was just the livest event. And when we performed Suicide Letter up there, it was me, um, Natalie Grace. Uh, she's the one that sings on there. And then, um, mm-hmm. uh, Axiom the Wise, which is my bandmate. Uh, P- the response was just, it was so emotional in that building. We had people 30 minutes after the show talking to us about their experiences and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carrie came out to me after and he's like, look, no, we're, we're shooting the video. Don't talk to me about prices. Don't talk to me about nothing. We're shooting the video. And I was like, cool, man. So the next morning we get up at 7 a.m. and we go shoot the video. And uh, it comes out so much like like what I was feeling on the inside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was scary to, to perform a lot of that and rap a lot of that in front of the camera because I'm like, at this point, I'm checked out. Like, I'm spitting you what's, what's been on my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um. You know, we it, it got such a good response from the video and we, you know, we made a little after one because, you know, I my thing is I didn't want to scare people into the thought of like, damn, he feels this way. I feel this way. It is hopeless type shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we did like a little video towards it uh, or at the end, an extra video, just explaining our reasoning of creating the video, how we created the video and different ways to reach out if you ever need to reach out. And um, Channel 6 out here in Idaho picked it up and... This is how you knew I was so far gone at that that point. Like I was just unstable. Like at the Channel Six, it uh they wanted to interview us at the st- uh this at the studio, the Carrie Studio. I come in drunk as a skunk, eyes glistening red. You know what I mean? I was so fucking lost. And now I can listen to it and actually find meaning into it. Because when I wrote it, again, I wrote it as a goodbye. And now I, I find so much hope, so much clarity in it. And uh, it's just, it's been a trip that that still, that video can still pop up in conversation with people. And I, I can, I can smile and chuckle about it now. You know what I mean? That is awesome. Progress yeah. and growth. I mean, it, and it's beautiful. And I, like, let me just say, yeah. you know, very thankful that you're here. It's awesome. You know, you definitely. I appreciate you. You're spreading the word and you're definitely reaching people's hearts. And it's yeah. great to have you here. So. Um, Thank you. Very welcome. Uh, speaking of kind of getting mentioned, you know, I did notice that you've been mentioned in a few articles and stuff, not only for that music video, but also for some of the other stuff you did. What was it like being yeah. reached out to to have these articles written about you? It's it's a blessing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, everybody wants it, you know, and everybody wants it. I think more so everybody just wants to be recognized for their work. It's not more so like acknowledge me know that I did this it's just like I want you to to see what I did and I want you to be able to appreciate it wholeheartedly not appreciate Mm -hmm. it because I'm asking you to you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so for people that I didn't talk to about it that I didn't even know to reach out it made me feel on cloud nine but at that it's hard for me to receive um like like or like you're amazing this and that like I just I, I feel it now. I didn't feel it then. I feel it now. But yeah. more so, I, I just, I don't feel almost deserving, if that makes sense. 
And so when it happens, I'll, I'll kind of shrug it off and I'll be like, oh, but well, you're amazing and kind of put it off. And I recently talked to somebody, which I've stopped doing that now because they're like, you need to stop doing that. That's disrespectful. And I was like, how, how is that disrespectful? I'm like, I'm telling them they're awesome. They're like, you're, you're discrediting what they're saying. You're, you're telling them that they're wrong. You know what I mean? They're, they're going out of the way to let you know that you're amazing. And you're basically saying, no, you're wrong. I'm not. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. I was kind of a dick, <laughs> but <laughs> it was, uh, it was just amazing, man. Like it, it, it happens and then things slow down. And then I put out a, like a, you know, another song that will reach somebody and it just gets passed around. And I'm, I'm lucky to have the fan base that I have. Cause the fan base that I have mostly is literally family. I know probably almost every single person that is a fan, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, so they support me wholeheartedly because they know my story and they've been a part of my story and they've inspired me to, to become this man that I'm becoming, become this, this musician that loves to inspire people and loves to inspire the world. And, you know, if we somehow take it further, super great. If we don't, I understand this is my success because I've reached somebody, you know what I mean? 100%. Um, so let's see, I have a little, I want to talk, I want to talk a little bit about actually your recent album, Dranium, a little bit first, since we've okay. been on the, the full album Geranium. flow. How does this, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know you just recently released this. I haven't really been able to listen yeah. to a, a lot of it because I've been super busy today. But um, yeah, yeah. how would you say this album differs from like Suicide Letter? So with this album, when I was writing Geranium, I was somewhat in control of life i was somewhat in balance versus when i wrote letter i was oh hi guy <laughs> sorry <laughs> when i when i wrote suicide letter i was um i was lost i just i had no direction i i had no i couldn't see an outcome you know what i mean and mm. with geranium i was working with people that i had dreamt that, that, that I listened to, like I bought their CDs and I was just like, man, it'd be cool to do a song with them. Shit. I did a song with them. You know what I mean? And, uh, I just, I started meeting the right people. I started networking and, you know, getting responses back. And I wound up like, uh, strange music. I I've been a fan of strange music for a long, long time. And, uh, I, it was funny. Cause I, the first time I saw tech nine a year after I opened up for him, and mm -hmm. I was just like, I've, I've been listening to that guy for years. You know what I'm saying? Back when he was with uh, Psychopathic Records with the ICP. Oh, yeah. And um, it was a trip that that transition in a year, like I got to meet and hang out with this guy. And I was just like literally listening to him on the on the CD and just like, oh, man, he's amazing. This guy, it would be so cool to meet him. Shit, I just met him. You know what I mean? Like, right? it, it was it was a trip. And that that's my goal. I want to get a song with him. But that's that's kind of hard to, to pull. But uh, I got hey. a song with... Um, I'll get it. I'll get it. I got exactly. a I got a song with uh, Cut Calhoun, um, I think uh, Young Blue, which uh, he's a he's an up and comer. That that kid is super talented. Um, JL from Strange Music, uh, Burns from Mayday from Strange Music. Uh, got a little skit with Brother Lynch hung on there, and like for me, it was just my my previous album before that. You know, I just had my friends on there. I just had locals, and then mm -hmm. that album. Like I actually invested and had, you know, yeah. somebody that believed in me to, to help me achieve this. And uh, it, it's just, you know, with, with that one, I think Geranium was more so, okay, I'm ready to step my game up. I'm ready to actually 
give a f and try to try mm -hmm. to make this music thing work like i would love 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 to have this as a career and be able to do this for a living but i'm also realistic and i want to make sure that you know my daughters are straight before i just jump the gun and try to live a dream you know like i, I can't do that anymore you know yeah, so exactly yeah yeah but you know We'll, we'll try to make things work in between because, you know, you still got to be happy. You still got to follow your, your dreams no matter what, but do it responsibly. And that, that's what I'm doing at this point. I'm just, I'm taking it easy and I'm taking it slow. 100%. Um, before I ask you the next question, how much longer do you have on your break? I don't want you to be like late to get back. In um, he's not saying anything yet. So I think okay. we're good. <laughs> all right. All right. Just, just give me a heads up. Um, <laughs> Okay. So, you know, speaking of being able to, so being able to put all these new artists and people on the album, you know, you have been able to share stages and open for big names like, you know, Tech 9 and Lil Wayne yeah. and Chi and Immaculate and like so many people. Yeah. Um, what would you say has been the craziest experience you've had being able to be on stage with any of those artists? Um, I probably... <laughs> so, so there's there's actually two there's two and one one is good and then the other is like whoa what the hell uh, <laughs> so the first the first one uh, we because I've done so many shows with Tech Nine um, throughout the years and it's pretty much any time he comes out here that they they'll let me uh, get on stage so I like I love it man I, I've been rocking with Strange for a minute but uh, there was one show that Tech Hit uh, gave me a shout out and I think that literally just kind of made my heart expand. And I think that the night before he did a post about being in Boise and then put my name in his post. So I was like, yo, like, this is a trip. Like, this is cool that these artists are giving a shit about this little man, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so that was that was probably one of the best experiences, like just musically and and being able to, to have that feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the second crazy one that I, that is like the, oh my God, the little Wayne show. So yeah. oh, okay. Lil Wayne, yep. <laughs> Lil, you you know what I'm talking about. Little Lil Wayne's <laughs> awesome. And you know, for me it was a it was a big deal because I uh you know what I'm saying I when I was a kid, I, I watched oh, yeah. him do his first lyrics on the stage like after you back it up then stop. Like I watched him start becoming the artist that he was. And so I was just like, yo, like this is this is full circle. Like this is cool. I get to open up for this guy. Do my set, I kill it, it's amazing selling a whole bunch of merch and we're good. And I'm just so focused on this feeling that I have. And I, I just hear, oh shit. And I look up and I'm like, what the hell happened? And then I see another water bottle fly across the stage and it goes towards him. Drops the mic, music stops. And he just goes on this rant. He's like, who threw that? Yo, goons come up here. And he just like, you know, blase, blase. And just walks off stage. And it was weird because TMZ surprisingly got the video the very next day you know what i mean mm -hmm. so for me i was like is it, is it is somebody stage this shit you know what i mean but even so it, it is little wayne so he's just kind of a bigger artist but yeah. uh it was it was chaotic because he left and everybody in the vip were chucking their drinks over it was a puddle of alcohol and soda oh, and wow. water on the floor it was anarchy like we we wrapped our shit up and bounced down <laughs> oh my god like it was the craziest show that uh that i've had to experience because it was like about to be a full-blown ride in there 
And luckily, yeah. like I didn't, I didn't get in a fight. We didn't get beat. Oh up yeah, anything, so we're good. <laughs> Still, that's uh, that definitely would be an experience for sure. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. It was Damn, a trip. that's funny. All right, so um, to wrap it kind of up a little bit, I'm gonna. Do, I've got this new segment that I do with some of the people that we bring on, depending on how their social media is. Uh, it's called okay. "Explain That Quote." So basically, I took a few quotes from your social media, and I just want oh, you word. to elaborate a little bit more on this. Um, so the first one that I have, uh, is sometimes the cure is the poison. Yeah. So that one, I God, how, how far along sober? I, I can't remember, but I, I was sober when I wrote that. And I think in my head, I was thinking more so cause I was, I, when I get down on myself, I try to do self-reflections. I try to do affirmations mm-hmm. and, uh, for some reason, like, sometimes the cures and the poison hit me and it was like sometimes everything that seems so like you're you're not supposed to do this like I I wasn't supposed to be better I've been drinking all these years I was not supposed to just stop I wasn't supposed to especially like the way I was drinking I was supposed to wind down like I I could have had some serious fucking side effects you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and knowing what you need I think is is more more powerful than we than we kind of uh, give credit to, and so when I say the cures and the poison, I for me I feel like even though alcohol is a part of my past that I just I'm very ashamed of, mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed anymore because where I'm at to have you know drank you know what I mean like the things oh, yeah, that I've preach. done in my past I'm I'm not ashamed of like it it made me who I am today, exactly. so the my cure was in my poison to, for me to realize that I can be a better person. I can be a better human. I can be a better father, can be a better possible boyfriend, husband, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, that, that, that's kind of what I, what I wrote it for. Cool. Very cool. Um, and then the other one I grabbed up was once you can silence your mind from your doubt, you won't have to fake another smile. Oh, that one. And I feel like that one anybody can relate to. But for me, it was very, very on point with becoming sober, because I think today I'm 229 days sober. So I'm seven months. Yeah, thank you. Seven months and some days. But it's this is the longest I've ever been sober. And so for me, every day, I'm breaking a record. And that's my inspiration right there. But the first day I was sober, uh, the first day I decided to go sober, I was so paranoid. I was so uncomfortable inside my own skin, walking down the street. I felt like people were looking at me wrong. felt like everybody was talking about me. I just, I didn't feel right, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it was more so on the verge of feeling normal. I wasn't used to feeling normal. I was used to feeling dizzy and drunk and a stomach ache. And, you know, I, I these are my, this is how I live. This is how I'm supposed mm-hmm. to feel. So... Every time I smiled before going sober, it was it was a half-ass smile. Like, oh, you yeah. know, Coral, have a good day. Yeah. Like, just a, just a simple whatever. Like, get out of my way. Now I can generally smile and, like, enjoy it. You know, like, I, I want to smile. I want to make people smile. I want to make people smile so that I can smile. Like, oh, I, that shit is contagious, you know? And I've, yeah, I've always been like that. I've always been like that as a kid. And I just, I lost my way. And mm-hmm. so... Me, I, I doubted myself because I didn't think I could ever stop drinking. I doubted who I was because I was unfaithful in relationships. I doubted who I was because I wasn't the greatest father. 
you know, and I proved to myself, it took time, but I proved to myself that I was able to do all that shit. So any voice in my head that was saying I can't, fucking wrong. I just did it. You know what I mean? What are you talking yeah. about? So I, I wrote that as a means for people because I think just like anybody else and I'm just as damaged as the next person, we think we're pieces of shit. We don't think we're fixable. We think this. We think that. You are fucking amazing. Everybody is fucking amazing. And it's just one day at a time, one minute at a time, one second at a time. Anything mm. you do, whether it be wrong or right, it's all about what you do after. If it's wrong, what you do after to make it right. If it's right, keep doing that shit because it's right. You know what I mean? But oh, yeah. for me, that that quote, and I, I actually forgot I wrote that one. So that that means a lot to me that uh, that I just got brought up because now I can compare it to day one to day 229. 100%. Hell yeah. Um, so what is one piece of advice you could, would give to any entrepreneur, mainly artist, you know? Um, being in your shoes that well a piece of advice that you would tell them just one one um I would have to say and I mean it it's the most common thing never give up if you want something it literally it takes time time is our worst enemy and nobody has patience like we just don't have patience but if you look at anybody and you can look at anybody it doesn't matter if it takes them a week a month a year whatever they kept practicing, they kept doing it, they kept failing, and eventually, bam, they hit that shit head on, and it was perfect, and they kept trying, they did not give up. And so for any entrepreneur, any artist, any person starting out, just know it sucks ass starting. Everything <laughs> sucks because you don't know how to do shit properly. You have to learn it. If you compare your shit to like school, like when you first started school and you're singing the ABCs and you're like, A, B, F, G, you know, da, da. no, you didn't, you didn't know it offhand, but you learned it. And then that shit came second nature. So just like in anything in life, you practice that it comes second nature and you'll be so damn good at it. You'll make money at it. You'll, you'll perfect it. You'll know not what to do. You'll know what to do. If you don't get it the first time, maybe it just wasn't meant to be at that moment, but you learn what the fuck you did wrong and you'll learn not what to do that next time. And I guarantee you nine times out of 10, you'll get that shit, but just keep going. Don't give up. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. All right. Well, um, just last question I really have for you, which is not really much of a question. Okay. Um, tell me what the people can be looking forward to in the future. What music shows, what you got going oh, on. So um, in the future, uh, I, I'm working on an album right now. It's, it's just about done. It's called uh, 90 Days of Distance. Um, I wrote this, so I was in um, work release in 2018 from uh, February to May. And I wound up writing four projects in there that were just amazing because I was sober, you know, at the yeah. time because I, I had to be there. But uh, they just, for some reason, they, they stuck with me because it was I was dealing with this situation at this moment and I was writing about it and everything was so vivid and just my wordplay, my delivery, the features, like it was just it's amazing. So this one I'm gonna I'm planning on releasing early next year, if not spring, and yeah. you know, do another album release, maybe at uh, uh the knitting factory again. But um yeah, I got that. Next year, I'm definitely looking at touring more. Um, shout out Mike Bogan, a very, very good friend of mine, and he is making his way up. This guy is freaking amazing. But uh, I asked him, I was like, you know, what What do I got to do? Like, what? what's the next step? And 
So for me, I was afraid of touring because I'm afraid to be away from my daughters. I'm afraid mm -hmm. of losing money and like not being able to pay for things. Mm -hmm. And he was like, look, man, every six months, you got to dedicate yourself to being outside of your, your city, outside of your state for three weeks at least. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? That, that makes sense versus me trying to think of, I need to go for this extended time. If I can mm -hmm. at least just say, okay, within six months, I'm going to be out outside of my state for three weeks, you know? And, um, yeah. So that's that's the plan for next year. So I'm hoping to tour more. I'm hoping to to meet more people outside of uh, Idaho. I, I really, really, really want to go to the East Coast and, yeah. and perform out there. North um, Carolina is super music is bumping out here. You should definitely, definitely yeah. make your way out here. Oh, yeah. I, you, you talk to your peoples. I'll talk to some people. <laughs> just make that happen because I, I really want to get out there. Um, and then, yeah. So, you know, next year is. It's crazy because it's going to be a full year for me of clarity and, mm -hmm. and, and growing and wisdom and applying all the shit that I know now. I, I have the opportunity. I don't have to say this is going to be another shitty year. I have the opportunity to create my year however the F I want. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm ecstatic. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm yeah. fucking 12 again. And I'm like, oh, man, it's 1999. <laughs> Let's go. So, yeah, next year's next year's going to be a big year. So just just keep a lookout for me. Hell, yeah. Of course you will. Well, I'm super, super excited for next year. Super excited to see what you got plans going on. I definitely will hit up my people. Um, and we will I get you over here you, on babe. the East Coast because Charlotte, yeah. Raleigh, we're all <laughs> – it's popping, hip-hop, EDM. It's been actually, North Carolina's yes. been increasing. So, um, okay. but other than that, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of work, especially to come on again. Thank your boss. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, um, I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, before I go, is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, I think, you know, just uh, for, for anybody that's curious or, or that wants to get into the music thing, uh, I would, I always like to, to pass this message off is continue to do it for yourself. Um, you want to inspire people that is amazing and you will, but once you lose the idea of doing this music thing for yourself, creating this music for yourself, you lose the art of music. And I think that's what a lot of people like lack these days is that they're doing things that sound similar. They're doing things, whatever's popular in pop culture, talking about things they don't have and it's not relatable. But yet, you know, it gets a lot of plays, it gets a lot of streams. Cool. Will it really impact somebody's life? You know what I mean? Like, does it impact your life? And so I, I would say write for an audience of one and just watch it captivate an audience of a million. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. That was beautiful. Well, well said. Thanks Appreciate again. Um, cannot wait. We'll definitely get you on here in 2020 and uh, we'll talk again about the new album once Let's that's around. <laughs> and maybe hopefully you'll be in North Carolina and we'll do it face to face. That would be, I, I'm down. Don't get me excited. I want to do it. <laughs> we'll get it figured out. I promise. Okay. Okay. I appreciate you, Paige. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, hon. Have a great rest of your night. All right. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Well, that was a very successful neon talk very happy thank you again cornell um aka zero is where you can find all of his well on facebook it's zero on instagram and soundcloud it's uh the real zero with an a instead of an e uh so go check him out if you'd like uh other than that if you want to be on a neon talk episode you can send us a direct message and we'll talk to you about some dates we got available artists entrepreneurs We've got some fun stuff to talk about 
Um, other than that, next week we will be having Marshall Alexander, another hip-hop rap artist. Um, so very excited about that. And in the meantime, you can just go give us a follow if you want to stay up to date with all the fun stuff in the neon black world at Facebook and Instagram. You can go follow me at Paige Hardy underscore or my photography page at Paige Hardy underscore photography if you're interested. Um, but in the meantime, guys, thanks again for joining me on another episode of Neon Talk. It's been great. I love you all. I will see you next Wednesday. Bye.